pull yourself together already. It's time to feast. Sit down at the table with Andrew Ryan and Ellen Chu on Feast Meets West. Hello, hello! Welcome to the feast, and this is Ellen Chu, and this is Andrew Ryan. Hello, hello, Ellen. What's up? Not much. What's up with you? Really, getting ready for winter. Can you believe it? I believe it because it's feeling kind of chilling. A right little now. chilly, right? Chilly. It is. Although right now, this very instant, I'm actually quite hot because I think it was really? the rush to get here on time for really? the show. Yeah. Okay. So I tend to be a little bit like. Flushing? Verklempt, yes. Okay. A little sweaty when I get All right. here. <laughs> I feel a little bit, you know, hot when I get in here. Maybe yeah. we're just hot people, you know. I mean, well, we are hot, hot anyway. Show, I mean, okay? like, let's just be honest with ourselves. Beast Meets West <laughs> is definitely a hot show. So, you know, whenever we're at. in the studio, we're hot. Steamy. <laughs> sizzle, sizzle. Okay. So today we actually are, as we said, getting ready for winter because mm-hmm. as of this past Wednesday, the 7th of November, we are now in a two-week micro season known as Li Dong, which yeah. is the beginning of winter. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, it's a little bit different because it's the Chinese almanac. So they have a little bit uh, of a different way of looking at, you know, measuring when winter starts, right? Mm. So on the Western calendar, we usually think winter doesn't start until a little bit later, right? Yes, definitely. So... The winter is here, so we input the replenishing liquids. Yes, the hot food, okay? <laughs> that will food. bring you some hot fire. That's right. I mean, is this something that you do in the winter consciously, or is it just kind of like, do you get the craving for certain foods which no. are more replenishing? Well, I would drink like hot soup. Hot soup, but I okay. wouldn't go for like you know adding a lot of Chinese medicine like you know what people do normally here like they do like uh, uh, uh-huh. which is like ten different kinds of like Chinese medicine all put into a the soup? soup. Oh, I don't like those medicinal no, soups. No, I, I don't like it. It can be too much, right? A little it, bit too much. And I think sometimes when I drink those soups, I get like a headache or like my oh then then your sweaty. body is not like. You know, really used to it. No. 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 So you're hot not. already, so you cannot be too hot. Yeah. Okay. So, like something like sesame chicken, which is a winter dish in Taiwan, okay. or like uh, ginger duck, right? Jiangmu ya. Jiangmu ya, I don't really like either because I don't like duck, period. Oh. <laughs> okay. But jiangmu ya, yes. But I drink like jiang tang. Jiang tang, so ginger soup. Ginger soup, and I add a little bit of uh, brown sugar. Brown sugar. Yeah. So you know when you boil it, it's kind of like a ginger tea. On a on a really cold day, like when it's mm-hmm. really freezing outside. And ginger you can tea is put great. some red dates in there. Ooh. Ooh. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Do you make it yourself, or do you go and buy it? You could buy it. They mm-hmm. have like ready-made packages, or you could make it yourself. It's easy. Oh, actually, I know the the store at the end of my street that sells like um like dry goods. Uh huh. They sell little packets where you right. just toss it in and hot water. And then just like put hot water it. over it, yeah. right? And you can add sugar to mm-hmm. your li- liking. Yes. Yes. 
And there are different ways of replenishing. You should go see a Chinese medicine doctor. Because everybody has different body properties. Mm -hmm. So everybody should use different things, not exactly the same kind. And it also depends on where you live, too. Like if you live in northern China, if you live on the plains of China, Mm. if you live in southern China or in Taiwan, then it's going to be totally different. And some people even say in Taiwan that um, you don't start replenishing or eating those replenishing Mm -hmm. foods until the middle of winter. So Dongzhi is when you, it really starts to get cold and you need those um, mm. those foods. Yes. A lot of people who has like uh, back aches, neck aches, you know, and these, these kind of like uh, symptoms, then you would have these problems like reoccurring. Especially for the elderly, they say you need to really uh, watch your body constitution as you approach winter. So you really need to exercise and also replenish yourself. Alrighty. Check on the menu. Let's check on our menu and see what's on our show today. How about we do that? Let's do it. Check it out. Okay, we will tell you all about some of the foods that are used to get your body ready for the winter. That's in our first course. In our second course, we're going to tell you all about ginseng. Did you know that the word ginseng actually came about because it looks like a Chinese character? Oh, really? Yes, mm. we're going to have a pop quiz about ginseng in our second right. course today. Ginseng, and in our third and final course, we'll be sampling a restorative ginseng-based chicken soup. It's the perfect way to ease our way into the cold weather, Ellen Chu. Is it really? I think so. Okay. It is one way. Okay, how There are many you, ways. I feel like you have some nasal sound. I have some nasal sound because right. I probably didn't get any sleep last night. Oh. Is it preparing our show? Always, Ellen Chu. Okay, you better have some replenishing to do today. <laughs> In our third course, I'll get a, my fair share of that, I'm okay. sure. All right, we're going to go into a song. It's called Wai Lung Nei Zhe. So, uh, cold, cold hands, hands with, with warm, warm heart. heart. That's kind of sweet, right? Hmm. So, Xu Su Hao is the singer. We'll be back in a moment with our first course. Okay. First course. Alrighty, so we're coming to this first course. That's and right. Li Dong is what we're talking about. Is the beginning of the winter. What kind of foods do you eat during Li Dong, Ellen Shu? During Li Dong, I think we should have some types of soup, right? Yes, definitely some types of soup. But the specific kind of soup, I wouldn't know. But you know, there are many, many vegetables and uh, meats that's. You know, good for you to eat during uh, winter. I think one of them is crab, right? Crab, that's right. Mm-hmm. I heard it with P on the end. Ellen Chu, watch your B's and P's. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't funny. Crabs. Okay. 
So, uh, yeah. So people take advantage of the nice October sunshine to dry out their veggies, which can be eaten through the winter. Mm -hmm. Uh, People also dry out fish at this time of the year. Yes, I remember my grandmother used to do like... um, Xian yu gan. Yeah, they use like this huge, huge like uh, huang yu. Uh-huh. And then they dry it. A yellow fish? Yellow fish. Okay. And then they like make it like really flat. Wait, how do they dry it? Do they just leave it outside? I have no idea. They must have it safe when a place where like, I think the cats can't get it, right? The Probably. neighborhood cats. Or, or <laughs> you know, they, they it's very salty. I remember it's really good. So they, they preserve it, right? So they, they pack be, it in salt. Right. They pack it in salt and preserve it. I want to look up huangyu and see what kind of fish that is. That must be some specific kind of fish, huangyu, right? Huangyu, yellow fish. Yellow fish. Well, that's a very common and popular... It's a croaker. A yellow croaker. A yellow croaker, yes. It sounds like it's dead. It, it croaked, okay? Because they're always in a dish served. Okay? It croaks and then you eat it. Yes. See, I can make sentence right away. But I think this is a really smart... Uh, thing that our ancestors did, and clearly they've right. passed it down to us, is that you can salt the fish and preserve and it. Preserve it, and because then it lasts through the winter. If you have a fish, you cook it, and then you know if you have leftovers, then you know if they don't have refrigeration, mm-hmm. then it'll go bad. That's right. So if you salt it, preserve it, then you know you could eat it all year round. And you can put it in all kinds of different things too. Mm-hmm. And it's also very what we would say sha fun. So right. it, it helps the rice so go down. So basically, I remember like my grandmother would have this dish like all the little meats like you know crumpled up and then mm-hmm. peeled out and then she would sprinkle it on like uh, little hamburger meat uh-huh okay. so you eat the fish and the meat together oh she, she puts the meat on the fish the fish on, on the, the meat, meat. This so, is mind blown. So it's kind of like shen dan rou. Okay, shen dan rou. Okay. So it's basically so it's like a salty egg. Salty egg on, on the meat, meat patty, right? Oh. So basically, wait, what kind of meat? A uh, pork. Pork. Right. And is it a sausage or is it like a? Like no, a, it's like hamburger. A pork. Rou. Oh. Yeah. And then how would she eat it? She would steam it. And then she put it on rice. And then you can eat it with rice. So the the meat would actually be salty too. And this is right. your um, paternal grandmother? My maternal. Maternal grandmother, right. mom's mom. And also she would just uh, put like a dish of it mm-hmm. on the side so we could eat it with rice And she and was, porridge. where was she from? Where did she learn this? Zhejiang. Zhejiang, yeah, okay. Wenzhou. Wow. Okay, yeah. so that's near Shanghai. Yes, yes, yes. In the southern okay. area. It's like a real test of my geography. Southern area. You got to get an outline. <laughs> outline map of China. China. Okay. You so, get one from Ryan Howe. <laughs> Your son has a printed out yeah. map, I hear, uh-huh. <laughs> for his geography class. Yes. <laughs> a very nice one. We were just talking about this uh, during that last song yes. there. Um, so this is actually really interesting. Like, that's a that's a real winter thing to do. Uh-huh. I know a lot of people, the, the Hakka people in particular, will preserve a lot of vegetables that mm. can be eaten through the, the winter as well, Very right? Nice. Yes. Um, they pickle foods as well at this time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you're interested in having fish, uh, fresh fish, you can have sailfish, which are mm. plentiful on the east coast of Taiwan. They're migratory. They follow the warm Kuroshio 
currents from Japan to Taidong. Mm-hmm. And of course, the mahi-mahi or dolphin fish come to eat the flying fish, and mm. the sailfish come to feed on the mahi-mahi. So there's all kinds of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff, Alan Joe. I think so. So that's very yummy. You can have that li dong. So these are not like quite uh, things you eat as a soup, you know. Mm-hmm. They're basically veggies and fishes that, you know, you can preserve or just dry it to eat throughout the winter. And some of the things which are in season right now, we have cabbage and taro. Taro. And mushroom? Uh, Chinese mountain yams. Wanto. Uh, what is wanto? That's like uh, peas. Bean, peas. Yeah. Yeah, bean um, sprouts. Also, yeah. lian o's, so lotus roots. Yes. Um, I and can't read this. for fruits, <laughs> we have putao, uh, grapes, liu ding, which is kind of like sun-kissed. Tangerines or oranges? No, not tangerine oranges. Oranges. Liu ding, the one that you have to cut up. That's not a tangerine? Tangerine is the one that you peel. Okay, Okay. so it's a a citrus fruit that you cut up. Kind of like the Chinese-styled sunkiss, I would say. Okay. Right. Um, And uh, broccoli. Custard apples. And celery. Okay. Tomatoes. I need um, glasses because I, <laughs> I, I need better glasses. <laughs> Wax apples. Yes. And also celery. You said that already. Yes. Maize, plum. Hmm. All right. Let's go into another song. We have another song here. It and is this called... is by Feng Fei Fei, Wind the Chiu Tian, A Warm Autumn. Well, we did have a warm autumn. We did have a warm yeah, autumn. Yeah, and we? pretty hot one, too. Pretty hot one, too. Yeah. Hot like us, Alan Chu. Yeah, hot. It's hot. hot. Okay. Hot people living on hot island. Hot fall. <laughs> yes. Okay, so check this music out and we'll warm you up and we'll be back with some Jing Sen. <laughs> Are you Give ready for your my pop, pop quiz, quiz <laughs> Miss Chu? Do it. All right. This is the ginseng pop quiz. Okay. Um, are you, uh, do you have, do you need any like preparations? Do you need to do any like stretching or anything like that? Are you no. good to go? She's always good to go, ladies and gentlemen. I'm always good to go. Come on, hit it. Uh, go, okay. All right. True or false? The English word for ginseng comes from Hokkien, which is similar to the Taiwanese dialect. False. It does. It does? 
So, I don't really speak Hokkien, but... Exactly. <laughs> See, and I don't speak Hokkien, too. So that was a bad question. Oh, oh so now you're blaming the test yes. giver. Okay. Yes. See how this goes, ladies and gentlemen? We have receipts right here. We have records. Okay. All right. Number two, the Chinese word renzen, or literally human root, was named because it looks like the character for human, ren, which is a stick with two legs. Um, so this is this is actually true. I'm telling you, this true. is the truth. Right. So what about the botanical genus name Panax? True or false? It's Greek for all healing. Panax is that true. Greek for all healing? Good job, Ms. Yeah. Chu. It is. So the father of taxonomy, Carl Linnaeus, knew that it was widely used in Chinese medicine as a muscle relaxer, and that's why they gave it the name Panax. Mm-hmm. Relax. Pain in the axe. <laughs> Wait. Pain in the axe. Axe. Right, right, ladies and gentlemen, she did not say what I you think she said. I did not say that, okay? She would would never, I say that in radio? Never. Come on, common sense. Common sense, people. Right. So, number three, China is the largest consumer of ginseng. And true or false, it is also the largest grower of ginseng. Oh, uh, this is tricky. Yes. No? Korea? No, it is not. Korea? <laughs> it is South Korea, which oh, produces no. half of the ginseng in the world. The other three countries but that produce the most are China, the United States, and Canada. Yeah. So that's the northeastern North China. Northeastern China. There's like three treasure, right? One is ginseng, ginseng and then one is uh, mink. Oh. is some sort of herb. Hula grass. Hula grass. The ula ula. Do you think it, it it would be like marijuana or something? I hope not. I, I hope, hope not, not, right? Ula chao. No, no, no. So I don't think so. It's like people get ula ula. <laughs> I don't know. See, I'm, I'm always curious. What is ula chao? Because I've never had it. Well, why don't we look it up while we're while we're ula chao. While, while you're feeling your pop quiz, why don't okay. we take a detour? How do you even say that? Ula. Ula uh, is what? Who is this? All right, I'm looking it up, ladies and gentlemen. Moment of truth. Okay. Oh, no. There is no English. <laughs> you have a scientific name. Okay, well, I'll take the scientific name, which is Carex Mariana. Oh, it is marijuana. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It sounds uh, like marijuana. Sound, maybe it's, it's the family. <laughs> All right, so, oh, it's three ancestral treasures. Here we go. Mm-hmm. It is Carex Mariana grass. It is the most species-rich genus in the family. I don't know about this family. <laughs> okay, this family is huge, okay. What do you use it for? Okay, here we go. Popular in horticulture. In sh- okay, not horticulture. <laughs> it's a medicine, right? Used as thermal insulation and footwear. Oh, wow. Serves as food source for numerous animals. Some are used as livestock. Hey, I don't know if it's a big treasure, Alan Chu. But it says, you know, Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> okay? Ladies and gentlemen, if you know any uses for Carex marijuana, please, please send it. I will spell that for you so that I don't get in trouble. Exactly. It is spelled M-E-Y-E-R-I-A-N-A. Mayeriana. Okay. <laughs> Let's go on to our question four. You're totally distracting us from the truth here, which is you're failing your pop quiz. Okay, give it to me. I'm going to win it back. You've got one out of three so far. All right, okay. number four. In Chinese medicine, Asian ginseng is considered a hot 
or a mild stimulant. But what about its American cousin? Is American ginseng hot or cool? Cool. Good job, Ellen Chu. It is a calming tonic. See? Oh. I know my ginseng. She knows her ginseng. So if mm-hmm. you want to cool down, you have the American version. Mm-hmm. If you want to like uh, if you want your a blood, stimulation, then blood you... flow circulation to go up, you need a china kind. But if you want, you know, <laughs> to cool you down, calm yourself down, then it's the American, the American kind. All right, two for four. Number five, true or false, American ginseng was used medicinally by many Native American tribes as a health stimulant. True. That is correct. It was also used as a sexual tonic and for various health problems, (laughs) including headaches, female infertility, digestive problems, fever, and earache. See, I got it back. (laughs) Okay, and now you're up to three right and two wrong. All right, true or false? This is number six. Even Daniel Boone got into the ginseng trade. In the winter of 1787, he sent a barge load of dried ginseng to market in Philadelphia. On the way back, the vessel was swamped and his ginseng ruined. Unfazed, he went back and did it again. Was Daniel Boone part of the ginseng trade? No. Yes? He was. Three to three, Ellen Cho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it all rests on this last one here. Okay. Number seven, ginseng is currently the most popular herbal supplement in the United States. True. Oh, Ellen. No. <laughs> it's the second most popular after ginkgo. <laughs> oh, God. Ginkgo. To who be needs fair, ginkgo? to be <laughs> people who have bad memory like okay. me. <laughs> All right. To be fair, these are not easy questions. I They're think not. you still did well to get through. Okay. Okay. Are you okay. okay with that? I'm happy with that. Okay. We're going to go into a song. And when we come back in our third course, we're going to be sampling ginseng soup. Are you well, ready? I'm ready. She's ready for soup, I love ladies and gentlemen. some based chicken soup. This song is called Warm All Over. It's by Ella Fitzgerald. Another retro piece. We'll be back in a moment when the feast continues. Let's do it. me feel warm all over warm all over every time you smile Okay, Ellen Chu is divvying up the ginseng chicken soup. It smells good, yeah? 
smells really good. Does Here. it smell very ginsengy? It does. It does have some ginseng and you know garlic smell, but I don't see the ginseng in there. Well, I think they cook the soup with the ginseng. I don't think. Do they actually put ginseng pieces in yes. it? Yes. Uh oh. I should go back and complain. Yeah, they should give you. Ooh, I do smell a wonderful soupy smell, though. Yeah. Mmm. Is it good? Very sweet. Sweet. What do you think they put in the soup? Do you think they put the dates in the soup, too? Uh, I don't think so. If they have dates, then you can see it. But I think they have, like, uh, rice wine. Oh, rice wine. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's alcoholic? Is this going to be the end of me, Ellen It Chu? doesn't have alcohol. It doesn't taste alcoholic because once you boil it, cook it, uh-huh. the alcohol, you know, evaporates. Disappears. Disappears. But the thing is that you keep the sweetness of the rice wine. So it doesn't have alcohol content, but it has the flavoring of it. Right. I see, I see, I see. And um, how do you feel drinking it? Does it make you feel good? It will keep me warm. I like it. Keep you warm. Yeah. Keep you warm. And you feel the richness inside. Ooh. You feel the richness of the soup with the chicken broth inside. Mmm. Yummy, yummy in the tummy. (sighs) Is this something you would order, Ellen Chu? Or is yes. this like just a, a rare occasion or a special occasion that you would have it? Um, this is something I would order, you know, if I feel weak. If you feel weak, like if you're feeling... A little bit sick. Uh-huh. Like you're about to catch a cold. Exactly. And also maybe on a very freezing day during the winter, I would go in and get like a pot or, you know, a bowl. Mm. Just to warm myself up. I have to ask you, Alan Chu, do you, because um, I don't really know what the taste of ginseng is. So can you describe it or do you taste it in the soup? Yes. A little bit of the bitterness. Oh, the bitterness is the yes. ginseng. Oh, okay. So a little bitter and sweet. It's a very, you know, complex taste to it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's fresh and refreshing when you bite into it, the ginseng. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that you you taste the bitterness. That's why kids, you know, when they first bite into it or mm-hmm. they eat like ginseng powder, they don't like it because of the bitterness. I see. But the aftertaste, it leaves your palate with a sweet flavor. Hui gan, yes. we say in Chinese. Hui gan. So um, it's interesting because if you look how ginseng is used in the West and how it's used in Asia, mm-hmm. a lot of times in Asian countries like uh, Korea or China, uh, they actually highlight the ginseng flavor. Mm-hmm. So they build um, dishes or soups around the flavor, whereas right. in the West, it's often disguised. So you take it as a pill. Oh, yeah. Rather than I actually making a say, flavor. Do they ever use ginseng in any kind of cooking in the Western? Not no, really. Right? I mean, it's, it's kind of an Asian sort of thing to do. I, even though they have a lot of American ginseng and it grows in the wild in the U.S. But in Taiwan, when you go to a Chinese doctor, when they use the American cousin ginseng, mm. the hua qisen, mm-hmm. they slice it. And then when sometimes the doctor thinks that you need the hua qisen, they ask you to put it under your tongue. Oh, so you just suck on it. Suck on it. Oh. Yeah. It must be really bitter. It's a little bit bitter, but, you know, it's really good for your body. And it mm-hmm. goes directly inside and helps you right away. Mm. Mm. So today's program, we haven't really talked specifically about all of the different health benefits of ginseng. And that's partly by design, just because if you want to take ginseng, you should ask your doctor. Right. Not everybody is suitable. And sometimes when you have some um, 
body condition, mm-hmm. physical condition, there's certain type of ginseng you cannot take. Ah, okay. Right. So um, I remember if you're pregnant. Yep. There's a, uh, I think Huaqishen is okay. Yeah. The American type. The American type, version. But the uh, Chinese type is not okay. Okay. So again, you want to look that up and you want to be sure that you know what you're doing when you're taking right. this. Especially so you've if you're taking. Very carefully. Yeah. Especially if you're taking a strong portion or you're taking a lot right. of it. If you're having a soup like we're having today, it's not a big deal. Right. I don't yeah. think they put that much ginseng in there. Yeah. It's more. The flavor. The flavor, and it also does warm you up, right? right? On a cold winter's day to have a a nice chicken soup like this Mm -hmm. is good. Yes. I think it's nice. It is nice. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it. (laughs) And for for our listeners out there, if you guys had any kind of like ginseng dishes, you can share with us too. We'd love to Although, you know... We haven't heard from anybody for a long time. Oh, no. Yeah. Write to us. We'd love to Write hear to from us. you. Everybody yes. thinks that, you know, writing is, is not necessary. But sometimes we need to feel connected. That's right. We would love to get letters from you. It doesn't, hard copy. A hard copy we love because we don't get those. We do get emails and we do get um, Facebook messages. Right. And we love those as well. It's different. It's different. Okay? Yes. So please write to us at P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Email us at androo at rti.org.tw. And next week. That's right. Next week on the feast, we are going to be going in search of the crunch of Japanese and Chinese rice crackers. Wow. If you've ever had uh, the snap, crap, gold pop in your mouth, then you'll be wanting to join us. Raw candies? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. It's kind of like that, but not really. Okay. (laughs) Well, anyway, we have one final song, and it's by Jiang Meiqi, and it's called 温暖的改变, The Warm Change. That's pretty good, Alan Chu. I think it should be The Cold Change. Cold Change? We're changing to cold. (laughs) We're bringing in the warm though. Okay. Feast Meets West gives you warmth. Yes. This is Ellen Chu. And this is Andrew Ryan. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Yeah.